2: Hello and welcome, welcome to Turnkey Tuesdays brought to you by Epic Real Estate Investing. My name is Mercedes Torres and I am privileged enough to be partners in crime with Mr. Matt Terrio, the guy who created Epic Real Estate Investing. So, for our repeat listeners, welcome back. Good to see you again. And for those of you who are just now turning in to Turnkey Tuesdays, I created this show to really help that busy professionals who understand the importance of real estate investing, but just don't have the time or desire to learn everything there is to learn about real estate. And on today's show, I have a real treat for you. I have two very busy professionals sharing their journey in acquiring their first real estate investment property. Now, this husband and wife team, Darren and Lisa, they have two kids, a three-year-old and a six-year-old. She is a full-time real estate agent in Southern California, and he is the CEO of his own company. They've been in business for about six years, so his business is growing, and it demands a lot of his time. And while they both understand the importance of creating additional streams of income, like seven streams of income, they have no time to do real estate themselves. So they decided to use our turnkey operation, Cashflow Savvy, so we can help them in acquiring their assets. Now, I will let them dive into their story. They're going to share bumps along the way and really their journey to now picking up their second turnkey property. So without further ado, help me welcome Darren and Lisa Virasami to our show. Guys, are you with me? We are with you. We are you. Here.
0: Forward stories, ladies.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And Happy New Year to you both.
0: Happy New
2: Year Year to you as well. Awesome. So let's start off. And, um, you know, I was sharing with our listeners that we have an epic husband and wife team. So I'm going to let each of you introduce yourselves. And as the saying goes, ladies first. So Lisa, share with me a little bit about Lisa. Okay. Well,
1: my name is Elisa Virasami. I am a Sacramento area realtor with Keller Williams Realty. Uh, I actually come from a clinical psychology background, so I am very apt in dealing with Crisis situations, which is helpful in the real estate industry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're not, you're not kidding. I I always say real estate agents should have a degree in psychology. So, Lisa, you did it right. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. Awesome. And how long have you been doing that?
1: I got my license in 2012. Uh, I was pregnant with our first daughter, and I was still in the corporate world. So, I actually was doing real estate part time while doing crisis counseling for the corporate world. And then I moved out of that. I moved into real estate full time about a year and a half ago. Awesome. I I, love
2: it. Oh, I I love to hear that. Awesome. Okay. And Darren, what do you do? I'm assuming you're not in the real estate world, so to speak.
0: I am not in the real estate uh, world. I, I leave that to the expertise of uh, my lovely wife, Lisa. Uh, but yeah, my name is Darren Varasami. I'm the co-founder of a company based here in Sacramento called 34 Strong. We work all across the, the uh, United States. But what what we do at the core is, you know, we believe that everyone deserves a great place to work, and that every workplace can be great. So, what we do is we, we really help organizations become great places to work. Uh, that does not happen overnight in a single feral swoop, but it takes some time and, uh, and some focus and, and we really take a strengths based approach to human development and, and really focus on upgrading on driving uh, strengths based uh, approach to human development and really focus on the employee engagement component so it's it's measurable so teams can actually see the impact that that has to their organization, to their people, to their profitability and productivity uh, over the long term. So that's, uh, wow. that's doing, you know, and together between, between Lisa and us, Lisa and I, we have, you know, we have two kids. We live in the Sacramento area in a, in a suburb called Oak Grove. So we, we love to travel exposing our young kids to the world. We believe that's a, that's a great pathway to, to learning and growth and development for them.
2: Awesome. So you say young kids. How young are our kids? We have a three-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. Holy cow, Lisa. And so when do you have time to breathe? Uh, usually at about 10 o'clock at
0: night, <laughs> <laughs> four 30 in the morning. Yeah. That's, yeah that's exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. Both of us have our little routines kind of protect, uh, protect the, that, that early morning time, uh, you know, All some, right. some breathing time, literally for me. I
2: absolutely understand you. And I think over 200,000 of our clients and of our uh, listeners understand you. So kudos to you. (laughs) Awesome. So thank you for sharing a lot of each of you. I I appreciate your openness. So tell me this, guys. Uh, I know that uh, Lisa has a background in real estate, but um, how did you guys discover Epic Real Estate and Cashflow Savvy?
0: You know, Mercedes. That's that was actually through uh, a really, really trusted colleague of uh, of mine that I've I've met through 34 Strong, uh, the founder of a company based here in Sacramento uh, called Unleashing Leaders. Their their founder, his name is Lee Scott. Him and I talk at least once a month, and we just kind of catch up on a a lot of things that are going on, business, markets, and and just in our our lives. We've become really good friends over the years, and uh, this has been something. Lisa and I have been exploring for quite some time so he shared his experience over time with what it's been like and in, in in, in working with with you, with the Epic team, and, and made the introduction, talked to us about his experiences. So that that kind of got the ball rolling for us.
2: Yeah, I love me some Lee Scott. He is a wonderful, <laughs> not only an individual, he is a just a, a wonderful human being, but became a really good client of ours. I think he has done 12 properties with us. I have built his portfolio. And, uh, you know, one thing, I should actually invite Lee on the show. I haven't had him on the show yet. Thank you for sharing that. Lisa, let me. This is quite interesting because Matt and I often talk about one of the hardest things uh, that Matt and I experienced when we first jumped into passive income was making the shift, the mental shift from making piles of cash commissions, if you will, <laughs> to creating mm-hmm. streams of income, cash flow. You know, rents, uh, mm-hmm. a ten percent cash on mm-hmm. cash return. How did you make that? that shift, and what made you decide passive income is the way to go? Well, it's actually
1: something that we have talked about for a long time uh, between Darren and I, and we kind of spent the last few years paying down our student debt. (laughs) That's been Mm. a big focus of ours to be in a position where we could jump into passive income streams. And i Darren is definitely the strategic mind, and so he'll break it down. And because I see the big figures, and yeah. you know, I'm like, you know, $250 a month. Is there another way that we can generate a little bit more but it over time? You know, he's he's good at breaking it down, breaking up the spreadsheets, and it just made sense. It was kind of perfect timing for us. And uh, we always talk about, you know, millionaires. There's the statistic that they have an average of seven streams of income, you know, and this is kind of just ourselves building our foundation for creating the life that we want to live
2: yeah I love it. I love it. and you know you did tap on something you're more the you know the girl that that focuses on the piles. Um, mm-hmm. How difficult mm-hmm. was it to make that change that mental change and it it's amazing that you said you know your partner, your spouse in this case, your partner in crime uh he's the analytical one. he's the spreadsheet guy and and often it takes that team. but what kind of helped you see that?
1: I think once it's broken down into, I can see the the picture. I have a hard time, Darren always makes fun of me because I am very focused on one thing. And I sometimes have trouble seeing things over the long term. And so the spreadsheets are helpful because I can see, okay, well, this is the short term, but then look at what it looks like five years, 10 years from now. So it's just kind of opening my eyes to that, to being more comfortable with, okay, let's jump in and let's get some more, you know, because it just makes sense once you lay it out
2: there. Lisa, you're not alone, girl. You know, you're not alone. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing.
0: Yeah, Darren, tell me, tell me what, you, what you're you thinking. Why specifically now? You know, I was just going to add onto that. We've had, I, I think Lisa did a great job of answering that. But one of the things that, you know, hangs around, above my, my my desk at my home office here. Um, is is a quote that says, "Live the life that you've imagined." Now, you can't just wake up one day and do that. That happens one day, one habit, one step at a time. You know, it's the beginning of the year right now, as we're conducting this interview. Wouldn't it be fantastic, Mercedes, if at the beginning of the year we could go to the gym and just spend eight hours at the gym on the second of January, and then just check that box and have hey, got health and wellness. Covered for the year. I'm not going to, go to the gym. I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to walk. I'm just going to eat whatever I want and do whatever I want. And what do we know? You can't get those results over time. The journey yeah. is the destination. We yeah. can take a walk maybe a few times a week. We can we can do the, these steps. But the passive income process and in, in living the life that we've imagined um, to get there, the real question yeah. is why not passive income? you know it's it's not why passive income it's really why not passive income? Those little steady streams over time will build, and mm-hmm. you know as, as Lisa was talking about two hundred and fifty bucks a month can turn into five hundred can turn into seven hundred, mm-hmm. turn into a thousand as you actually put some of the techniques and the tactics that we're we're still learning about we're still pretty early in our our process of getting started on this path. I know many of your show guests, like you were talking about Lee. He's much deeper in. He's got 12 properties. You're going to have some that have many, many more than that. We're in our first one right now in contract on our second one and, and looking to grow. But the whole process of why not now? That's the real real question. One of the hardest things for us to do as humans is to start. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Making that shift too. Uh, the starting process is, you know, I, 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 my guests share it all the time. It's scary. It's something new. Mm-hmm. It's something that's completely, uh, most of the time, outside your comfort zone. And of course, it's not only scary. I mean, you're putting hard work dollars on the line, but many don't realize that they're putting those hard work dollars into something that's going to produce a result. Most of the time, uh, and I I can't give it a figure, but more than 90% of the time, the result is a good result. Um, you know, there are some bumps along the road, but you did say something there and journey is the journey is the destination. And what a great world would we live in if everyone um, just kind of adapted to that thought process. So you're right. The journey is a destination, especially when you're learning something new, like jumping into passive income. So Yeah. Great answer, guys. So Darren, you tapped on, uh, you've acquired your first property with us. You're working on property number two. I know you're currently under contract. In fact, we just completed the rehab. I saw rehab pictures in your inbox uh, a couple of days ago. Tell me what the process was like the first time
0: from beginning to end with us. I got to say, I've been really personally very, very impressed with the process And for all of your listeners, I want to throw this out there, not because everything was perfect. To your point, there's bumps along the way. And my true definition of, of, of a real professional is not eliminating all of the bumps. It's when they come up, how do we jump in? How do we take accountability in the process? And that has happened when there has been bumps. There have been lots of bumps, but when they've been there, that is exactly what's happened. The team has rallied. People have taken accountability and have made sure that the process was ironed back out. It's real estate, as as Lisa started off talking about, you know, having a background in clinical psychology and crisis counseling is very helpful because there's all these little mini crises (laughs) that seem to just show themselves when you least expect it. And it hasn't been a, a process where that's been unmanageable or we feel like we're on an island on our own. That in and of itself has been a really, really great part of the experience. From my lens, you know, I sit more as an outsider in the real estate world, but I've, I've gotten to see uh, this, this process take place within Epic. I've, I've also had the privilege of, of watching Lisa go through transactions and seeing those crises take place and having to be a team player and going through, but I've also seen other sides where it people don't seem like they have their real estate agent, their lending team, Everybody on the same page and a property manager. So it's been just mind-blowing just seeing how all of those dots connect. And again, you're you're, going to have bumps along the way, but you have a team that's an email, a phone call, a text message away that's committed to seeing this through right alongside of you. And that in and of itself, you were talking about the fear earlier that a lot of people have in getting started, that in and of itself was very comforting in the first deal, but didn't leave us in a place of like, oh, whoa, wait a minute, we're not jumping back into this anytime soon. It left us with a lot of faith and hope to be able to continue moving forward and and, and continuing to learn as, as we go through the process.
2: What a compliment. Thank you so much for saying that. We work really, really hard. um, And I think Lisa can attest to this. Your team is everything. And I spend a lot of time not only training my team, but talking to them on a daily basis so that we can provide that service, but more so so that I can teach clients what to do and how to do it. You know, I often say, I'm going to hold your hand through the first, you know, three, four properties, but my goal is to teach you so well that you're not going to need me in a couple of years. Now, you might need my properties because I have amazing properties, but I don't want you <laughs> to need me. I want you to know this so well that in a few years, you're going to say, I can do this on my own. And, and and that's my goal, Darren. So thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Lisa, walk me through the process. What was it like when you first reached out to us? You shared your experience. I feel like
1: everything has been so streamlined. When I'm dealing with my clients in our very first consultation, I always say, you know, it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be some bumps. And I just I remember our initial phone call with you and we had talked to other turnkey organizations and I just remember feeling like this was the right fit. You know, it was just from the beginning we're like, okay, this is it. We're we're going with Mercedes and their team. And um, it's just from the get-go and just everything, it just kind of snowballed from there. It's been just easy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, of course, you run into bumps. It's just been easy. Um, the communication is fantastic. You have such a great team of people. So if we ever have a question or we need something, you know, you've gotten in touch with great lenders. Inspectors, it just everything is so laid out that it kind of takes the guesswork out of everything.
2: Awesome. So tell me about the lending process. I remember you guys had to pre qualify, and there's something that I often share with our husband and wife teams that I say, you know, if you want to maximize and build wealth, you want to leverage as much as possible, other people's money without over leveraging yourself. And I know that when you guys went to pre-qualify, I suggested, you know, it may be a good idea if Lisa qualifies individually and Darren qualifies individually only because in today's lending world, each of you can qualify. That's if you can qualify for ten properties uh, with a Freddie and Fannie product. So that would be a a government product, uh, you know, backed by uh, you know our backed by our government. So um, was that scary for you? Because I know you guys discussed that and you actually spoke to our lender. Um, how did you guys decide to do that? If you don't mind sharing, Darren, yeah, do you it, want to talk?
0: Yeah, it wasn't scary at all, Mercedes. In fact. Mm-hmm. when we bought our primary residence w- years ago we were aware of that and that was actually one of the things with our long plan in place uh, we actually intentionally had the home purchase of so lisa was the only one that was on title i told her i'm not going anywhere you can't kick me out and i'm not going to kick her out so <laughs> we had a lot of trust that, that can be you know uh, an issue for different husband and wife teams but for us, that was something at the outset. And that was, that was actually the year that we got married, that we purchased our primary residence. But the long view is that when we were, were going through that, we actually set that up very, very intentionally with the known focus that at some point, as we really attacked uh, my master's degree, my MBA really wanted to get that paid down because the interest rates were higher on that, get that knocked out, and That was a good chunk uh, of debt and then get ourselves really set up with the kids. But as that got really into place, this was, this was not a scary conversation for us. We were, we were ready to do it um, and, and move through. So on this first round that we're going through, I've been the one that's been um, that 's kind of been going through these properties so. I love that,
2: and I love that you 're sharing that, Darren, because believe it or not, it is a point of you know tension for some marriages where you know only one person goes on the loan. but the reality is if that 's an issue, there are ways around that you know you can have one spouse on the loan but both on title, um, or you can create trust where no matter what um, if something is to happen, there is a, a property and a trust and that
0: yeah. can that's a and form that, of asset protection. Reason, we do have the trust and everything, and it was again, it was setting up, a, getting a lot of those ducks in a row right. as we had kids and, and different things uh, that were going on in our life to to get that together. But exactly, I think that that's a that's a critical point.
1: I was just going to say, I think too, with our initial meeting, once you kind of laid that out, then we we were like, oh, she thinks like us too. This is a perfect fit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, I I try to think outside the box, you know, uh, one of you just mentioned that each of each millionaire has um, an average of seven streams of income. So just by doing that, that's creating two additional streams. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. That's my mindset. So yeah, awesome. Now, guys, you mentioned that you had interviewed other turnkey operations. But I was lucky enough that you guys chose us. Can you share with me why specifically uh, you chose us? Without, I mean, now the second time around, it, it was easy for you to make, uh, you know, the choice. I'm assuming because you had a great first experience. Um, but what made you decide initially to come with us?
0: You know, I'll take that one. We really liked the model of of what we saw. Um, there, there were a lot of dots to connect. I think there's 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 other organizations out there that are good that are solid but what we really really liked about epic was the markets you're you're in many many markets so number one we felt like you had more diversity in markets so we'd be able to be across more markets or have access to those markets that gave us access to properties that you know we could start at and uh, that were more in the range of where we wanted to be that were we're in that under $100,000 range to to start off with we definitely yeah. want to and, and are comfortable moving that up uh, as, as time goes along, but for the first couple of deals, we wanted to get in in that you know hundred uh, under hundred, maybe up to hundred and ten, some, somewhere in that range. And 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 you had seemed to be in markets where the, there was a lot more stability across that, where where those access points could be. Number two was as we got to know the process of selecting properties, so the property selection process. The way that it seemed to be structured in other uh, some of the other ones, it almost felt like it was a feeding frenzy, like you're chumming the waters Mm -hmm. and then just seeing who comes out and who grabs it at first. The way that your system is set up where, hey, you're putting a queue, you're putting line, you do have, once properties hit your radar, you've got to make a decision within 24 hours, but you're not going, that still gives you time to be intentional and thoughtful on analyzing the property, not just pulling the trigger because you see a dollar amount and you're trying to beat somebody else uh, out and then finding out, oh, geez, maybe that wasn't the the best idea uh, to go through with. So we really, really like that. We, We were also able to get started with Epic as well by purchasing a single property with the intention of moving into more and more properties. There's some others that are out there where you have to start right up front committing to multiple properties uh, before they'll even work with you. And, and, you know, as market conditions change, you might not find those multiple properties that are out there. You might find that one gold mine, but feeling like you'd potentially be held hostage as market conditions change. And in, in the feeding frenzy component that didn't work as well for us that, you know, maybe, maybe that works, works for others that just wasn't the right fit for us with where yeah. we're at. And Epic seemed to be a far better fit with the way, um, you know, the way that our goals were, were aligned and where we were at. So, yeah. we really liked about it. you
2: know, uh, Darren and Lisa, you guys, when I spoke to you, um, I found it refreshing connecting with you because you both had a lot of conversation, you know, call it pillow talk, call it, you know, breakfast, coffee talk, but you were very clear as to what you guys were looking to do. Now you didn't know how you were going to do it and that you were referred to us. So that was an advantage, but you didn't know how you were going to do it. You just said, this is what I'm looking to do. And I remember thinking, oh, great. I'm going to be working with a real estate agent. And those are my <laughs> hardest clients because they think they know all of the answers already. And I have to say that being an, a real estate agent, and I know Lisa can attest to this, is not the same thing as being a real estate investor. So one thing exactly. that really has helped you guys excel is the fact that you were super crystal clear about why you were getting into this. You didn't know how you were going to do it, but you were going to figure it out. And you've been extremely open to it. So um, you know, kudos to both of you for being crystal clear on that vision and, and having a realistic vision. Um, you know, Darren, you did say something about our markets. One of the reasons we're in so many markets, and I I can't even say so many, we're in a total of 10, but we're active, really active in five. Um, and that's because markets change. So originally I was in markets where I was easily getting a 12% cash on cash return any day. Now those markets are producing a 7% cash on cash return. So one of the reasons we have different markets is because markets change. People change. Corporations move into areas where they bring jobs or corporations leave areas where they take tenants from us. So it's important that I have that wheel of, of markets. And the fact that you understood that just it is a really big deal. So. Kudos to you guys for that. Um, so, Lisa, I'm going to change a little bit um, to the challenges. You know, what would you say, Lisa, has been the biggest challenge in acquiring your first asset with us?
1: I think you just shed light on. For me, the biggest challenge was, you know, being in the industry. You need to know your market. You need to be the local expert. And just coming to terms with, hey, I don't know these markets that we are potentially, you know, purchasing in and just kind of adjusting to that. So we can do our own research and we've researched different areas, but it's not the nitty gritty ins and outs of the markets that I'm used to. So it was kind of adjusting to that and relying on your expertise. You know, we've always come to you with questions and Hey, we saw this in our queue. What do you think about this property? And you've always just been so upfront and maybe this isn't a good idea, maybe this is, just being able to bounce ideas. But initially the biggest challenge for me was you know, I'm a perfectionist. I like to know, I like to do my research, and you can only go so far, you know.
2: This is true. This is true. Darren, for you, what would you say has been the biggest challenge in acquiring your first asset?
0: I think one of the biggest challenges I think for us and even with others that I've talked to that have gotten into this process, it's actually not the process itself. It's the getting started. The, the perfectionist piece that Lisa talked about, both of us had to really travel a significant distance to get comfortable with, hey, we're going to buy a property in another state we've never set foot in and we're okay with that. Like that's kind of a big deal to track off and to kind of um, get comfortable with uh, yeah. on your own. And once we got that clarity, like y- you talked about the crystal clear process that that we had, we were crystal clear on, yes, we do want passive income streams. But our original thought process was that we would be doing that in our own backyard here in California mm-hmm. until we started digging in and realizing that's a terrible idea. <laughs> getting, getting you live in California, you know why it's, Yeah, I do. It's <laughs> not why I laugh you invest in California. <laughs> that yeah. process though, Mercedes, it opened up, you know, our mind because Lisa is she has worked with her share of investors and, and being in an, working with real working with investors as a real estate agent versus yeah. actually being a real estate investor. Just turning, you know, snapping your finger and turning that switch for us—that was challenging. And you had to just kind of keep going through the process. When you're like, "Okay, wait, I have a question on that. I can see a photo of that. Can I see see a better Mm -hmm. picture?" But it's almost your own internal dialogue that you have to manage through and have faith in the process and and kind of rolling through that. I can't say we've had anything that's been just uh, completely disastrous in the process because we've had, uh, from a challenging standpoint, any, anything that we've had, it's there was always a phone call or an email that we could get and and, and, and kind of mm-hmm. smooth the process out and kind of get it going. Yeah. Always people yeah. that were willing to refer to help to give us those answers. So a lot of it was internal.
2: Yeah, I kind of I always have our entire team is I'd rather over-deliver in communication. I'd rather it be too much communication than not enough. Um, So uh, thank you for saying that, because sometimes I think, you know... You got the client is copied on every single email that pertains to that acquisition and that property, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it may be too much because so much happens behind the scene, behind the scenes. So I I do um, sometimes think, you know, are we delivering too much communication, not necessarily too much information? Uh, So when it's well received, I you know I love it, but I actually do it because. I understand the mindset shift that has to happen. I was there. I was there many years ago, and I was a fix and flipper. So I went from huge piles of income, from profits, to, as Lisa was saying, you know, $250 a month in passive income. And what I had to really learn, and this is where Matt came into my picture, <laughs> uh, very much like Darren came into yours, Lisa, where Matt is the analytical dude. And he would say, Mercedes, it's not just $250 in cash flow. It's the tax deduction. It's the appreciation. It's the depreciation. Cash flow is just gravy. And look, what if we hold this property for 10 years? Look what it's going to do. So it's interesting that you share that. And I went full circle on that because that mind shift is absolutely Such a challenge for so many of us to have to, you know, just tackle. So, thank you for sharing that. Lisa, what would you say has been the biggest lesson for you in this process? Uh, Just going
1: off of switching from a real estate agent working with investors to now being a real estate investor, I think that it's been so much fun because the thing that I love about working with investors is they're very cut and dry. There's no emotional connection to a property and it's just the investor world. is just easy, you know, it's this or that, you know, and it's been fun to kind of experience that or you have, you've never even seen the property, you know, you've seen photos. Oh, it looks good. And it's funny because our friends and family will find out that we've have a property in another state. They'll ask us all the questions. Well, how's the neighborhood? <laughs> what does the house look like? And we say, "Ah, oh, good. <laughs> but it just, it, I think that's been the, the, the best part for me is just experiencing the other side of it and yeah. being able to provide other options to my investor clients. You know, we have a lot of investors that are purchasing in California, obviously, and just giving them another option And I always like to come from contribution. So just putting that in their ear, hey, have you thought about this? We have a great connection for you. And it's being able to provide that value and something outside of the box for the investors that they might not have thought about yet.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of, you're eliminating or you're omitting the fact that, hey, it's really fun to receive $250 a month at a property that I've never even seen. (laughs) <laughs> it just comes right my exactly. bank account every month and i don't know the property is there mm-hmm. and, and i get reports so um yeah i would have to say when i i made the mind shift it was really fun to when you start acquiring the properties to get oh this one was 250 this one was 195 and this one was 300 and this one was only 150 but when they start to add up and it happens automatically mm-hmm. That's when it gets really fun, for me at least. (laughs) So what about you, Darren? What would you say has been the biggest lesson for you?
0: One of the biggest lessons is one that we're going to be in the process of implementing uh, ahead of us. And what was really profound was the understanding that you don't just acquire all these properties and keep paying them off equally. It's actually taking the income that you're stacking on the properties and starting just tackle one property, pay that one down, get, get it fully eliminated to allow that one to be a free cash flow. And then after that one's fully paid off, take the income from that, attack property number two, and so on and so forth. So the rate at which you actually own each property outright to where they're just, it, it, it really is a, a free cash flow, obviously outside of your expenses, property management, taxes, repairs, different things like that that might come up. Uh, But being able to get to that place, that's where the real massive income streams are. And that's what allows you to accelerate that process and even accelerate your passive income streams within the space. So that is a direction, you know, we we did acquire our first property, I think it was in July of 18. And we've been working to make sure that we maintain our reserve for that, for anything that we need and, and get the second property in. But once we have that second property, it's exactly uh, which I think it's due to close end of this month. Once we have that together, we're planning on starting that process once once that's uh, once that's rented out and cash flowing.
2: You guys are on the right track. I love it. So, Darren, what would you say? Um, what would you do different, if anything, um, acquiring another property or a, a third property? Would you any would you do anything different?
0: You know, um, I think Lisa actually has the best answer for that because she has just the perspective, like she was talking about, the living in the real estate agent space and the investor, and and I think she's had some some clear epiphanies on that. So I'm going to actually send a mic to her for for, for that answer. On
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I don't, I don't know that I would do anything differently. I feel like it's been pretty simple, pretty smooth. I'm enjoying the process. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think what we've really enjoyed is just the clear vision, the shared vision, really, um, of one of us purchasing the majority of the properties up front, switching it over, just so we can build our empire, basically. But I, I can't say I would do anything different. Okay, so how really about this? I have any big epiphanies. <laughs> I,
2: I love it. I love it. That means just we've made it simple. So I, I've done my job, ma'am. Thank you. But yeah, what yeah. advice would you give someone that's considering a, a turnkey property to buy and hold? What advice would you give them?
1: I would say just do it. <laughs> jump off the fence. You know, once you have the means to do it, just jump, jump all in. Yeah, I can I wish. You, I mean, I think they've worked out the way they were supposed to for us, timing wise. But I'm like, man, we could have started this so much earlier and had so many more going. But yeah. just do it without the hesitation.
2: Yeah. What about you, Darren? Uh, from a, a crazy busy entrepreneur that I know you work insane hours you 're a daddy of two i 'm sure you do uh, you know the after school activities. What advice would you give someone that 's considering you know their first buy and hold property with a turnkey property or with a turnkey provider
0: if you 're looking for a get rich overnight scheme which many people are chasing, this is not the way to go, and that oftentimes doesn 't end the way that you want it if you 're looking for a get wealthy intentionally with a plan, this is definitely the way to go it 's one step at a time if you 're trying to create the life that you 've imagined if you 're trying to create freedom in your life, both financially and the freedom to have the controls over the things that you talk about. Yes, I am busy as an entrepreneur, uh, a, a lot going on in that space, and a lot of commitment as well to family and, and to kids' activities, but that takes intentionality. This is a path that's very intentional and a calculated plan. And you have a team across the board of really, really wise folks on all your real estate needs that that cover a lot of these different bases. You're still going to need to ask your right questions to kind of dig in and go through that. But you have the right supports in place through this process. The real question is not how can you afford to do it? It's how can you afford not to do it? Wow.
2: I couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Lisa and Darren, thank you so much for sharing so openly about who you are, your journey, the process, and and what you're about. You have inspired me. I know that you have touched many of our listeners, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time and
0: your candidness. Thank you, Mercedes. Truly a pleasure. Looking forward to doing a lot more with you in the short term and in the long term for years to come.
2: I love it. we Will do. Thank you, guys. Have a great uh, rest of the day. Uh, Have an epic day. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Same to you. you. Is Wall
0: Street failing to meet your expectations?
2: Has your 401k tragically turned into a 201k or worse? Don't panic. You don't have a money problem. You have an idea problem. We're CashflowSavvy.com, and we'd like to share with you a new idea how one small shift can transform your financial future and accelerate its arrival. Go to CashflowSavvy.com to get this new idea that Wall Street doesn't want you to know about.
0: CashflowSavvy.com. More control, less risk. CashflowSavvy.com.